Welcome to the Cosmic Collective Podcast. I'm your host and psychic medium, Mads, and in this podcast, I'll be teaching you everything you need to know about your incarnation here on Earth. We are going to talk about all things finding your soul purpose, manifestation, quantum physics, and of course, reprogramming your subconscious mind so that you can live the life of your dreams. We'll be here every Monday, so turn your volume up and get ready for the transformation of a lifetime. Welcome to the collective. Hello, happy Valentine's Day. It's not quite Valentine's Day when you're hearing this, but you know, it's two days away when this is released. So happy Valentine's Day. I, where, how, how are we already halfway through February? I mean, it's not that time whenever I'm recording this. It's, it's, we're like not even at the end of, we're, well, we're nearing the end of January when I'm recording this, but what, like what is happening? Why is time moving so fast? I actually can't believe it. Anyways, I hope that you are feeling all the love this week and that you're having a nice time. I know that, you know, there are so many different listeners on this podcast. There are those of you who have been married for decades, those of you who are newly married, your families are starting, those of you who are single, those of you who are maybe manifesting love, like just people who are in every phase of life. And so I, I haven't done this. I didn't do this last year. I don't think anyways, did I? I don't know. You can let me know. I don't know the episode history at this point on this podcast. We're getting close to a hundred episodes and I have no idea what I've talked about in like 50 of those, to be honest with you, but you know, moving on. So I wanted to do this kind of like a love theme episode this year. I don't know why I'm feeling called to it, but I am. And I'm, I'm going to kind of walk you through like three different segments of like self-love and why you need to be single for a period of time, you know, what to do whenever you're in a connection that maybe isn't right for you. I've got a lot of notes here. Like I was just channeling so much. Um, and I'm also going to talk about like manifesting your person and what that looks like, but I'm not going into this in the sense of like do X, Y, Z. And this is the thing. This is the thing. Can we just talk about like the like spiritual trends of like, the whisper method when he's sleeping, like whisper something in his ear and like it tells his subconscious that he wants to marry you or give him a crystal and you know, that will like, can we not do toxic dark shit like that? Can you just, can you stop? Because that's wrong. And it's coming from a very egoic place of you not trusting the fact that you will end up with whoever you are meant to end up with. And that's a really big part of the conversation that I want to have today because I I used to see that stuff on TikTok. It's not so bad anymore on my algorithm, but like it's, it's so toxic. And it's like, you know, in this conversation, like I'm going to be talking about men and women. I'm going to be talking more on like, I mean, I only have the experiences that I have and the professional insights that I've been able to gain, but like there are just as many toxic women out there as there are toxic men. So you know, just know that I'm aware of that. And I just feel like the biggest takeaway from this is like, stop doing that kind of shit. Like stop, stop trying to manifest specific people because here's the thing. If they are not your person, nothing you do is going to make them your person. And also I would really urge you to really not fuck with the laws of free will. Like you're racking up some really nasty karma when you do that. Like it's actually, that's, if we want to go as 
you know, as deep as we want to go with that, um, that's a violation of free will, which is a law, um, which is a crime against humanity. So don't do it. Don't do it. Stop doing that shit. Okay. Let's just grow up. Let's heal a little bit more. And let's recognize that you end up with the people you're meant to end up with. And I have some interesting kind of perspectives that I'm going to share with you and a little story that I'm going to share with you because I think it's relevant. And I hope that this episode helps you come into your empowerment, that helps you come into your maturity when it comes to manifesting love and relationships, and that you also you also find a deeper sense of love within yourself as well. So let's jump into it. I think the, the biggest thing, the most important thing in this journey is to actively spend enough time being single in your life. It is not healthy. It's actually quite codependent to go from relationship to relationship, situationship to situationship, person to person, and never really have time alone. And I'm including like situationships and like hookups in that because when you're constantly exchanging energy with someone through sex, through whatever it is that you're doing, you're, you're energetically getting, um, kind of like muddled in a way. And you're not actually focusing on yourself because, and I'm not saying hookups are bad. I'm not saying that, you know, don't have a situationship or don't get into a relationship. Obviously guys, it's not what I'm saying, but I'm saying if you're someone who like serially goes from person to person to person to person, one, you're codependent two you're running from yourself. And three, you're trying to find validation and attention from someone outside of you because you have a wound where you feel like you're not enough. Like you're trying to prove something to yourself. And I say that because that is, I mean, psychologically, when we look at what is happening to you emotionally and just on a psychological level, that is what is happening. That is why you are behaving in a way where you cannot be alone with yourself. I'm not saying that all casual relationships are you being messy, but I think you know when you're being messy, right? I think you know, or and not even just casual relationships, but like going from commitment to commitment to commitment, like you know, like, you know, on some level that you're looking for something and you're trying to find it in someone else. And in reality, you actually need to find that within yourself. And so if you are single for the first time or you've been single for a while, I want you to really recognize that this is your time. And this is about discovering who you are and don't use this time to like mope and sulk and be like, I'm single and I've been single for so long and nobody wants me. No one, no one wants to hear that. Why do you think that about yourself? And to be honest with you, the fact that you think that about yourself is why you're single. Like, and, and this is, let's take in the quantum field with this. Let's take in quantum mechanics. What you put out energetically in the quantum field gets magnified back to you 10 times at least. So if you have this self-perception of like, oh, I hate myself and nobody loves me, babes, you got to love yourself. Because if you walk around this world in that energy of not loving yourself, of not respecting yourself, of not honoring yourself, guess what? That's how people are going to feel about you because by law of quantum mechanics, the universe can only give you back what you give to the energetic field, what you give to yourself. So I know that's a bit of tough love and you know, we've all been there. We've all struggled with self-love. If you haven't struggled with self-love, you know, maybe you're lucky like 0.01% of the population, but like, I'm going to say 99.9% of people have struggled with self-love. And this is a time when you are single to fall so in love with yourself. And I say this as someone who has done that 
the woman that I have become because of my single time, like you will evolve so much. Like it's actually beautiful to witness your own evolution, your own maturity, your own growth. And you become a high value person whenever you find that within yourself, because whenever fucking Joe Blow comes along and tries to like red flag you and tries to play you and you just like can see it and you don't fall into it because you have love and respect for yourself to not fall for a person who like just like the first person who comes to you you know what I mean like you're very selective and you're very intentional on the relationships that you cultivate and I mean hey this is not even just on a romantic level this is like on a professional level a platonic level a familial level like love is love is all around us right so when you come into that energy and you typically will come into that energy through being single most often then you are a, you're energetically attracting higher level relationships with people who are going to value and respect you and that's just like the reality of it right and i will say and i mean i can't speak this is a thing i'm going to be speaking a couple of like examples and experiences like just super low-key in this podcast but keep in mind that I one only have a woman's perspective and two only have a heterosexual woman's perspective so just apply the genders and the experience how you need to for your situation because I know it's not just like a woman thing or just like a man thing or just a heterosexual thing like this is across the board when it comes to manifesting love relationships right so just apply it how you need to for yourself but I know in my own experience becoming the woman that I am and just radiating and really embodying this confidence and this high level value, men feel that. Men pick up on that. And I, again, if you're you know, bisexual or a lesbian, like apply this how you need to. And also if you're a man, apply this how you need to as well because it goes both ways. Let me tell you, I have met men who are in a very disempowered, like wanting to be mommied kind of state. And I'll tell you, as a, as an empowered woman, it's not it for me. Um, so this energy that you embody and this empowerment that I have come into, men know, like I, should, I shouldn't even call them men because they're boys, right? We've had this episode with Luca Reedy on the podcast, which I so urge you to go and listen to. It's from boyhood to manhood with Luca Reedy. It's part of the Healing the Masculine series, but it's incredible. If you date men, you need to, if you date men and if you are a man, you need to go and listen to that. That is my, my reco here. But these, these boys really, um, they, they know not even to not even fucking try with me because they're not, they know that I'm just like not going to tolerate their shit. They know it's like a dead end game before they even try to start it. Right. They, they don't even try. And that's smart of them. I mean, it's really smart. Not that I would indulge in it anyways, but it's, it, it's a wise choice on their part. Um, high value women attract high value men. And listen, you'll know this, especially if you're a woman, because there are going to be men who will see a high value woman and they get so fucking intimidated. Men can feel very threatened or like boys who are, or men who are immature can feel really threatened by a high value woman. And I feel like it's the same regardless of your gender, but I don't know. So like if you're a man, maybe you can let me know like your own perspective or whatever. I don't know. But this is, you know, again, I'm talking from a heterosexual standpoint and the experience that I have and the things that I witness online is they can feel very threatened by that because 
Insecure men need you to need them, right? They need your attention. They need your validation. They need you to need them. And a high value woman doesn't need fucking anyone. And that's the biggest thing that whenever you use your singlehood in a way where you allow yourself to grow and evolve and become the person that you want to be again, whether you're male, female, non-binary, it doesn't matter, but you become that empowered, confident, self-loving version of yourself, you don't need anyone and you will not you know, fall into the traps of the first person who comes along and shows interest in you because what happens in this evolution that you have, it's not about, oh, when you go on dates, it's not about, oh, does that person like me? It becomes flipped where you go, do I even like that person? Do I want to see that person again? And I think it's also important in your singlehood when you get into this point of really knowing who you are and what you want, you make that checklist and you, you prioritize the values and how you want to be treated. And if someone comes along and they don't meet those requirements, they are not your person. Don't settle. Right. And so it's really important that you don't use singlehood as this time to like mope and sulk and not evolve because no one is coming to save you. Like, that's it. No one is going to come and save you. No one is coming to heal you. No one is going to come and give you the love that you refuse to give yourself. All of that, it starts with you. And I'm not saying that you need to be fully healed to get into a relationship. Please don't think that that's what I'm saying. What I'm saying is there is a certain level of introspection and love that you need to give yourself before you attract the kinds of people who will give you the love that you desire to receive. That's the reality of it. You need to work on yourself and know what you deserve so that you don't fall for people who were going to treat you any less than what you deserve and desire. I hope that makes sense. And that's where the boundaries come in. And I've, I've spoken about this, I think at this point, let me just look at the podcast schedule. Yeah. The last episode that came out on the podcast was how to create boundaries, right? And how to maintain boundaries. If you haven't listened to that, oh my God, this is a huge, this is like basically a two-parter episode. Like these go so beautifully together. Actually, that was very divinely inspired. So I like that. But in that episode, I say, I don't get to tell you how to love me. I get to see how you love and decide if I want to show up in that. So if you're in your single head and you're going on dates, see how that person treats you. And if they don't treat you the way that you want to be treated, then dip out. Like then it's not it. And I'm going to come back to this on a point too, because in relationships, like when you are in a connection with someone and you have feelings for each other, you will need to communicate your needs. You will need to express what it is that you, that you need in a relationship. There are, there are emotional needs. There are certain things that you require in a relationship for it to progress, for it to be safe and secure and for you to feel loved and your partner will be the same. But initially is what I'm talking about here. Initially, when you meet someone for the first time or you're getting to know each other those first few dates, like they're showing you who, who they are and it's not up to you to ask them to be any different. It's up to you to say, hey, I really respect who you are, but it's not a match for me and like best of luck, nice connecting with you, right? So I'll, I'll kind of go deeper into that philosophy when it comes to relationships. I'm more so just saying like, stop trying to make a person you're on a date with your person. Sometimes you are meant to meet someone and have a momentary temporary connection or get together to get you closer to where you want to be, right? 
what kind of example can I like give for that? I mean, maybe there's not a specific one that even needs to be given. It's just like everything you don't like helps you narrow down what you do like, right? In like every area of life, you have one job and you like certain parts of the job, but not others. You go to another job, you like certain parts, but not others. And then you find that third and final job that's your dream career and it has all the parts of all those jobs that you liked all in one and that's your role. Like it's the same with relationships. So keep that in mind and recognize that not everyone is meant for you. Not everyone is right for you. And you have to accept what people are willing to give you and what people are not willing to give you. And I think that, you know, this is why I think that getting empowered and coming into this kind of like singlehood and really coming into who you are and what you want and what you desire is so important because you are going to meet people in life, you know, ideally when you're in this higher level of attracting what it is that you desire and you're so clear on what you desire with the universe and in your quantum field, it will be less and less. But again, not everyone is meant for you. So let's say you're someone who wants commitment and you really like this person, but they refuse to give you commitment. They are not your person. So leave. You cannot force someone to commit to you if they don't want to commit to you. And guess what? It has nothing to do with you. It has nothing to do with you. If someone doesn't want to commit to you, if someone doesn't want to, you don't need to prove your value to someone because here's the key thing with that. The person that you feel you need to prove your value to is never going to see it. People who see your value don't need you to prove it to them. Friends, family, professionally, romantically, People who see your value, they're going to see it. They're going to respect it. They're going to honor it. They're going to embody it and integrate it with you. If you are someone and you don't want commitment and they do, then that's also your responsibility. Leave them be. Don't play with people's emotions. Don't let people play with your emotions. It goes on both sides, right? Like we're not just going to talk about being on the receiving end of these things. I, and it's so funny because I think whenever you're in a, a phase of evolution and you feel like you don't know what you want. Is it that you don't know what you want? I think, I, I don't think it's that you don't know what you want. I think it's that you know what you want and it's not it with a particular person or, you know, maybe your ideals are changing, whatever it is. And so you also, when you're connecting with people need to recognize, okay, do I want this with this person or do I not? And if I don't, why am I continuing this connection with them? Right? Like, the majority of you who are listening to this podcast are in your 20s and your 30s. Now, of course, we have people who are younger. We have people who are older. But the the majority of the statistics on this podcast, you guys are between 20 and 30. We are grown, guys. Like, we don't need to be doing this whole fuckboy, fuckgirl kind of energy. Like, we don't need to be playing with people's emotions. And I, this is something that I have actually seen really evolving, I think since COVID, in all honesty, of people really growing up in that sense of, like, they're just not, and listen, there definitely are. Oh, there definitely are. Let me tell you, there definitely are some people who are still doing this and that's fine. That's their journey. That's their process. People, everyone grows up at a certain point. Well, typically, <laughs> typically. Um, but I think we we're all mostly at a point where we don't want our emotions played with, but it's also our responsibility to not play with people's emotions and recognizing that if you feel like you need to be involved with someone because they're tending to an emotional need that's on you to take accountability and kind of recognize that and self-introspect on that and be like mm, what need are they meeting and maybe maybe how can I meet that need myself 
and, and stop seeking that need being met by someone else because that is what creates toxic and imbalanced and misaligned connections and relationships. And it hurts everyone involved, right? Like it's just, it's not good. So in this process of manifesting your person, of, of really moving into higher alignment with your person, the person that you are going to end up with, you have to allow yourself to be so clear in what you, what you want while also respecting the fact that there are going to be other people involved in your journey and in this journey that you are on and being very mindful of how you operate within these dynamics. So just keep that in mind. I think that that's a really big piece of the puzzle. And I know for me personally, that was like a big moment of growth for me whenever I was kind of you know, going through my own things and kind of just realizing like, ooh, do I really need to be dragging people into my shit? And I did for a while, but then you grow up at a certain point. You're like, mm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that. I'm just not going to do that. I'm going to get myself right. So that when I interact with other humans, whether that be romantically or, or otherwise, you know, I'm, I'm being the best version of myself. You also have to remember that Every person you don't end up with brings you one step closer to your life partner. And the majority of people have a life partner. And I'm going to kind of talk about how I believe that you actually only ever end up with the one person that you're meant to end up with. We'll kind of get on to that in a few minutes. But you, chances are you have a life partner out there. If you desire being loved and having a husband, a wife, a spouse, a partner, and having a family, you have that desire because you planned it for this incarnation. There are souls who who, who don't, who, who come into this life and are like, I have absolutely no interest in being tied down. I have absolutely no interest in being in relationships. I have absolutely no interest in, and, and these are people who will typically spend a lot of their, a lot of their lifetime alone. Um, and, and this is, needs to not be confused with people who are just like scared of heartbreak or like are hurting or are in like maybe a singlehood period of life. Like it's very different. If you want a family, if you want to be loved, there is a partner out there that you have plans with on a soul level who is going to love you and who you're going to create that with when the time is right. Um, so for those of you who are like, oh my God, like which one am I? Just like tune into your heart space. Like, do you wish to be loved for the rest of your life? Do you want to share love and share your life with a partner and have them share their life with you and love you? If that's the desire in your heart, then yes, that is what is meant for you. And that is what you are going to experience, recognizing that you're going to experience that at the most perfect time in your life that you're meant to experience it. So just keep that in mind. Like don't get anxiety of like, oh my God, I'm going to be alone forever. No, if you want it, it's meant to be yours, right? Your The desires in your heart are, are these little nuggets of information from you, your higher self, from what, from what you planned pre-incarnation for this lifetime. So just keep that in mind. Um, and so maybe right now you are in a season of just needing to be with yourself, of needing to get to know yourself and fall in love with yourself on a deeper level. And, and I say that because you can only... Like people can only get to know you as much as you've gotten to know yourself. And if you're looking for a really deep, meaningful connection, you want to be seen and you want to be held, you're going to have to see yourself, right? All those uncomfy parts too. You're going to have to learn how to love yourself and your imperfections. And honest to God, like no one's perfect. So no one is expecting you to be perfect. You know, I think if you are a good human being, if you're compassionate, if you're empathetic, just be yourself and the right person is going to love you so wholly for who you are. And you will be surprised on how much can evolve and change within you on a fundamental level when you give yourself the time and the space and the grace to be in your singlehood and, and really attract that right partner. So let's talk about manifesting your person, manifesting your partner. 
Like I said, I personally believe that there is only ever one person that we are meant to end up with and that everything in our entire lives is conspiring to bring us together with that person. And listen, I know there are people who disagree with that and that's fine, but I'm going to explain why this is my understanding of this. And I, and I'm going to bring in, you know, multiple marriages and having kids with someone else and then ending up with someone else. I, I truly believe that this is the reason why people will, you know, they'll meet their soulmate and they'll be together their entire lives. Like that's that they meet, they get into a relationship and there is no one else. And then there are people who have multiple relationships. Then they find their person in their twenties, their thirties, and they start a family or, or they don't or whatever. And they're with their person. That's their soulmate. And then there are people who have multiple marriages and meet their soulmate when they're 50, 60, 70. I truly think, I truly fucking believe that if you meet your soulmate at 15, 25, 35, or 85, I seriously believe that you, everything was conspiring your entire life, whether that be months, years, or decades to get you with that person. That, that's my belief. That's how I, that, that's, I am a serious believer in that because why else would you find your person that late in life if everything wasn't conspiring to bring you guys together? And I've had conversations with people who they've had marriages and you know that's part of the contract. That's a relationship that needed to happen for whatever reason. They have kids with them. And then a decade, 15 years later, they meet their soulmate and they're like, holy fuck, that's my soulmate. Because everything was conspiring and everything like that was part of the path to bring you to your person. I seriously believe that. And if you don't believe that, by all means, believe something different. I'm not here to tell you what to believe or to think, but this is, I've, I've worked in so many soul contracts. I've overviewed this and this is where I've landed on, on my belief. And I know there are some souls who do things differently and, you know, there's a, there are a lot of technicalities that we could bring into play. And maybe that's a conversation we have another time, but this is my belief. And so when it comes to the universe conspiring to bring you together with your person, like I said, sometimes this is going to be meeting early in life and just like falling in love and you meet immediately and like this person walks into your life and everything from there changes immediately. And like, it's just, it's, it's end game. And sometimes it looks like someone walking into your life and both of you needing to grow and evolve and adapt to end up together and then sometimes it even looks like meeting at a point in your life and going years sometimes even decades without connecting with each other and ending up together in the end and sometimes you don't meet your person until like like I said until you're like 60 years old it's different for everyone and I think it's just so important to recognize that you are always gonna find yourself in the universe's conspiracy how do you say that it's not a conspiracy is it like Ooh, is it maybe like, anyways, you're going to find yourself in a place where the universe is conspiring to bring you together with the soul that you plan to be with in this lifetime. However, with this, I also don't believe in right person, wrong time. I sincerely believe that if it's the right person, the right time will come. And I think that's why, you know, some people meet and then, you know, they go on into other relationships and then they meet again. And it's the perfect timing. And it's funny because and I'm going to go into a little bit, I'm going to share a little bit of a story here with very minimal detail, but I think it's just relevant and a testament to kind of like how, how this has kind of come to be and, and why I believe this. Because after my last serious relationship is when I started believing this and it took, it took me years, guys. It took me, it took me so long, so long to heal from that heartbreak. 
Oh my God. Like it took me years. Okay. I, we were in love. It took me so fucking long to heal from that. And in that time, I, and I mean, you guys, if you have read my book, then you, then you know a little bit of like the thoughts that I had, um, up until a certain point, you guys don't know the, the more recent years, you know, up to a certain point, right? Cause that's the only pieces that are covered in the book. But I seriously didn't think for the longest time that I would ever like, to me, it was like, I will never feel that love again. And I'm going to kind of bring that to like another point in a minute. Um, and I really did believe for such a long time until I healed through that heartbreak of like, wow, right person, wrong time. And I don't believe that because, and it's funny because I was prepping for this episode and this thought, this like memory that I haven't literally remembered or thought of in years popped into my head of how when I was in this relationship and when we were breaking up, we kind of had this sentiment of like, if only we had met at 25. (laughs) And what's funny and kind of just like what proves my point on there's no such thing as right person, wrong time, because eventually there will be a right time is that my ex came back into my life and he's 25 and it is so not the right person. So you know what I mean? And so it's like, if we had been the right partners, right? That we would have, when we reconnected, it would have been so clear of like, oh my God, like things are working out for us finally. Like we are the right people. And because we are not each other's person, it was this very clear like, oh no, like this is definitely, like this is this is not that kind of reconnection. And so I think that's kind of funny because I, I really do feel like, you know, had we been each other's person and we reconnected funnily enough, he's 25, I'm, I'm 26, you know, then it would have worked out if you know what I mean. And so I think like, let that be a testament to the fact that you will get over the people who you're not meant to be with. And I say this, and if you've read my book, I mean, I think I did a decent job. I know you guys won't ever really know exactly like what the love was like and what the heartbreak was like because, I mean, you can only know so much that I put on paper or have shared. But like, I honestly thought that no matter what age I was for the longest time that like if he, and this is kind of like, oh my God, like looking back on this is actually kind of like, it hurts me a little bit. It kind of hurts me a little bit in the sense of like, Maddie, like, why didn't you love yourself a little bit more? We got to that point, but it's like, I look back at the girl I was in my early twenties and I'm like, I had this mentality of like, it wouldn't matter when he came back. Like it would always be him. And I feel like one maturity two frontal lobe development and three healing heartbreak really brings you to a place of recognizing that that's not true. And and that, and that's the testament to it not being the right person, right? Like that's not your person. That was a person that you needed to have an experience with. And if you are in that phase of no, like I will never love anyone else, blah, blah, blah. I get it. I honor where you're at in the process. Like I literally, like that was the most intense, deep relationship of my life. But what I've taken from it and in these last few years of really just like being over it and recognizing the fact that, oh my God, like if he loved me that much and I loved him that much and we aren't each other's person, imagine how much my person is going to love me and imagine how much I'm going to love my person, like my partner, my husband, like that's going to 
like that's going to trump everything I've ever felt with any of my exes, but I'm, I'm referencing this one most specifically because it was the most intense one for me. And I think that's something that you'll eventually come into and like honor where you are in the process, but you like you will end up with someone who you are going to love so much more than anyone you've ever loved before and they're going to love you more than you've ever been loved before too and I think that that's a really healing piece that comes from all of this and that kind of really will prove to you as well like there's no right person wrong time there are just people that we have really good relationships with we get heartbroken and we feel whatever way we feel about it retrospectively but when the right person comes into your life it's, it, it will work itself out. Like I said, whether that's immediately, whether that takes some time or whether you have to reconnect in the future, your person is your person. It's your destiny. You guys contracted that together, right? Your souls chose that together. So I, I just feel like that is an important piece to share. And if you read my book, then, then you kind of, you kind of know that. And if you're interested in reading my book, I'll link it below. But the other thing about manifesting your right person is that without hurting you, they're going to trigger the fuck out of you. Holy God. Holy good gracious hell. <sighs> they're going to bring up your fears. They're going to bring up your insecurities. And I, like I said, it's not because they treat you like shit or make you feel like your relationship or your connection isn't secure. It's because they are going to show you something that you have maybe prayed for, that you've maybe manifested, that you maybe didn't think existed. And then boom, this person shows up in your life and you're like, oh, what the fuck? And your fears and your insecurities are going to come up. And, you know, I feel like if you're also, if you're also holding on to like any past heartbreak or like fears of opening yourself up and being vulnerable and being loved, like that shit is actually terrifying, right? Like I... I feel like we've all been burned. We've all been hurt. We've all been heartbroken. Like the idea of opening yourself up and potentially getting hurt again, it is terrifying. But I also know that when you work on yourself and you introspect and you want something, you will at some point take that leap of faith and trust that the reason that person is in your life is because you've called them in. And I think it's so important that you don't self-sabotage when that person comes into your life. Like you really need to do away with that whole too good to be true mentality. If you have asked for something and this, I mean, this isn't even just with love. This is with like a job. This is with like anything. If you have asked for something, if you have prayed for something, if you have manifested something and it shows up into your life, trust that it has shown up in your life because you're ready for it. It's, it's not there to test you. It's there because you've called it in. It's there because you are on some level ready to receive it. So don't push it away because of your fears. Work with those fears. The right partner, your person will hold you and walk you through your fears and honestly love you more for it, right? If you can be in relationship with someone who is honest about their fears. They're like terrified of getting hurt again. They're terrified of, you know, being rejected, of not being accepted in their truth and their authenticity. That really opens up with the right person, this deep love where they can hold you and say like, I love all of you. Like I, I see all of you. I hold all of you. I want all of you. And that will help heal you on a whole other level, which is why I also don't think you need to be hundred percent healed to be in relationship. I really think there are two different types of healing, the type of healing that you have to do single and on your own. And then I also know that there's a level of healing that you can only do when you're in relationship um, and of any kind, right? Like whether that's friendships or partnerships, but in this case, I mean, we're mostly talking about romantic relationships here. 
And so the right person is going to continuously show you why your fears are simply just fears. And that ends up being your person. That's your ride or die. That's your, that's your loyal and faithful partner. And so let go of the it's too good to be true mentality and allow yourself you know, assuming the person is not giving red flags because your right person will not give you red flags. It's going to be, it's going to be green flags when the time is right, right? Like it's just going to be all green flags. Um, there's going to be triggers. There's going to be things that you have to work through, but know that you can work through things and accept what you have called in, even if you are scared. And there are going to be some fears that you might have to work on solo. And as you prepare for partnership, and then there are going to be more fears when you're in partnership that also need to be worked on. And I think it's, if you have an anxious attachment style, I saw someone last year. Oh my God. It was so funny. It was so funny. I laughed so hard when I saw this because it was honestly on some level, so relatable where she was like, I thought I healed my anxious attachment style. Just turns out I wasn't interested in anyone enough for it to be triggered. And oh my God, have I ever been there? Oh, it's hilarious. I laughed so hard. It's so relatable. And so that's where sometimes your triggers will come up too, is when you're actually invested in someone and you actually want life with them and you're scared of maybe not having life with them. But at the end of the day, like I said earlier, everything is always working out for you. Everything has its perfect time. Everything everything is going the way that it needs to for you to be where you are, when you need to be there with the people that you need to be with. So I feel like I've covered everything in my notes here. I'm just going to kind of like quickly scan them. But that's kind of like my tips on healing a broken heart and I don't know, like coming in to love yourself and accepting the people that are, are meant to be in your life. And I don't know. I feel like if you're really healing from like a fresh breakup, like you're one step closer to your person and that's not meant to take your pain away. Um, like I said, I, it took me years to get over my last serious relationship and that's okay. Take your time. Um, but you will get over it at some point. I promise you, I pinky pinky promise your person is out there and you are loved and you are loved long before you meet them and you need to love yourself before you meet them too. And they are going to remind you of all the reasons you should continue to love yourself. And they're going to love you in such a way, I have goosebumps, that it will be insurmountable to any love that you've ever experienced before. It's out there for you. It's meant for you. You are simply on the path to finding it, to, to receiving it. So allow yourself the liberty to evolve and to expand in the ways that you need to. Allow your partner, and this is another thing too, that I forgot to write this in my notes, but it's like, you know, you your partner is out there doing whatever they need to do to be ready for you. It's kind of like the Taylor Swift song, all the girls you loved before. And now, albeit she wrote it about Joe Alwyn, who she's no longer with, but again, right? Like actually that's a perfect, that actually drives home my point on this is like she had to love him and be with him to be with the person that she's with now. And you know, your person or you might be in a relationship with someone who is not, you know, each other because you need to be in those relationships. You need to navigate those things to come together. Like the song says, like all of those relationships, all of those girls prepared you for me is basically what Taylor is saying in this song. It's a really cute song. I urge you to go and listen to it. I think it's on Spotify now, but you know, it's the same, it's the same thing vice versa is like every guy that, you know, you've been with is preparing you to be with your husband. Every woman that you're 
husband is with is preparing you to be is preparing him to be with you and again apply the genders and everything however you need to I'm not trying to be ignorant it's just it's easier for me to speak from the way my brain works um and so just keep that in mind like everything is going to work out in the end and oh this is another thing okay so like lots of lots of little add-ins coming from spirit I saw this on a podcast and a client and I were talking about it one day where like no one can take your person from you she says in this podcast, I forget who it is. I, I can like see the person who is saying this. And it's like, no one can take your person from you at all. So if someone is your person and they're in a relationship, you don't, maybe you don't even know them, but let's say, let's hypothetically say that like, you know, your person is out there, you know, that they are coming into your life at a certain point. You can feel it intuitively, whatever, yada, yada. Maybe you can't, I don't know. Let's just roll with an example here. And let's say they're in a relationship with someone else. That relationship cannot keep your partner from finding you and being with you because he's your partner or they're your partner. They're not that other person's partner, right? No one can take your person from you. And I, I have goosebumps when I say that. And I, I, I don't know. I feel that that's like so comforting for a lot of people because if he's your person, if she's your person, no one can get in the way of that. Because that all comes into that perfect timing, the divine timing, the divine sequence of how things are going to play out, right? And, you know, there was a podcast too that Shay Mitchell did, um, I don't know, maybe a couple of years ago at this point. And she, she basically said, like, if you can take him, have him. Like, if, and, and I think that's maybe something to say to like those of you who have been cheated on. And it's like, if your partner can be so easily swayed away by someone, that's, he's not your partner, She's not your partner. Like that's not your person because if they were, they would not be swayed from you, right? So trust that everything that you need to be experiencing and everything your partner needs to be experiencing is happening so that you guys can eventually end up together in that perfect timing, whether you already know each other, whether you have no fucking idea who they are, whether you've met and you've had a relationship and now you don't and whatever, whatever the process is, it's, 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 it's irrelevant what is going on in the dynamic. The reality is nothing will keep you from your partner. You will experience everything that you, you need to experience and they will experience everything that they need to experience to ultimately bring you two together. And I hope that that is a comfort and a solace for your hurting heart, for your yearning heart. But I, I know that to be true. And you will heal from the things that have hurt you, but you need to love yourself enough to not accept the bare fucking minimum from people like I'm sorry like kindness respect loyalty faithfulness like these these are bare minimum qualities guys like let's let's raise the bar about seven and a half feet and and really just reflect on what it is that you desire in a partnership so I hope this has helped you and I, I love you. I really do love you. I hope that you feel that this week. And I hope that the commercialized holiday of Valentine's Day treats you well. I hope that whatever you are doing, that you just feel like you are one of the most adored humans on the planet because you are adored. And if you feel like no one is adoring you, then adore yourself. Yep, that's it. That's all I have to say. Okay, I love you. Happy Valentine's Day. Oh, and by the way, oh my God, thank you for two years of the Cosmic Collective podcast. We launched on Valentine's Day in, is it two years or is it three years? Guys, I don't know. All I know is that Valentine's Day is the anniversary of our podcast. So thank you for how many years it's been. <laughs> I don't know how many years it's been, but thank you for however many years it has been. I feel like it's been two. God, I don't know at this point. Yeah, no, it's been two. 
So thank you for two years. Happy two year anniversary. My longest standing, uh, is it my longest? Yeah, it's about my longest standing relationship. So love you guys so much. Thank you for that. And um, I hope you have an incredible week. Go be your divine self this week. You got this. I love you. And I will see you in the next one.